Hello, Set Apart Saints. This is David Nakao Wilcoxon. This audio is from the Olivet Discourse Decoded video series. The videos were low-tech, mostly me just reading what's on the screen. So you're not missing much in the audio version. The Olivet Discourse Decoded PDFs that I refer to in the lessons can be found at www.theolivetdiscourse.com. Enjoy the lesson. Hello, Set Apart Saints. This is David. And in this lesson, I'm going to give an introduction to a new series about the fulfillment of Messiah's Olivet Discourse. It's extremely important to understand the seventh week of Daniel 9, the Olivet Discourse, and Revelation, as the fulfillment validates the authority of Scripture and the deity of Messiah. And this knowledge exposes the deceptions of the enemy, who has tricked the end-time saints into believing that they are all yet future. When I wrote the 70th week of Daniel 9 decoded book, I initially included the explanation of the fulfillment of the Olivet Discourse in that book, as they're directly related. But the book would have been too long, so I made them into two separate books. In Daniel 9.4, we see Daniel pleading with the Heavenly Father to keep the covenant and mercy to those who love him and keep his commandments. The highlight of the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy was the final week, the final seven years, as it points to the promised Messiah coming to confirm the everlasting covenant, which is mentioned in Daniel 9.4, with his blood as the spotless lamb. It was the pinnacle of human history, for in it Messiah atoned for our sins. But the enemy has deceived people into believing that it's about Messiah's enemy, the Antichrist, in the end time. So Messiah carried out his multi-year ministry in the 70th week of Daniel 9. He gave his Olivet Discourse in the middle of the 70th week, just prior to his blood sacrifice for our sins. But the Jewish leaders, they continued in their rebellion against the Heavenly Father, and they rejected his son and delivered him up to be killed. Their punishment, which came during the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD, is the proper context of Messiah's Olivet Discourse. Messiah fulfilled the six things which are listed in Daniel 9.24. The only part that the Jews had a part in fulfilling is in finishing the transgression, when they continued in the ways of their fathers who had killed the prophets. They delivered Messiah up to be killed. They persecuted his disciples and stoned Stephen to death. In my The 70th Week of Daniel 9 Decoded book, I show how Daniel 9, 25-27 is written in a chiastic structure. It conveys two interrelated stories, one about Messiah and the other about the Jews in Jerusalem. These parts of the verses speak about Messiah confirming the everlasting covenant with his blood as the Passover lamb in the middle of the 70th week of Daniel, which ended the need for temple sacrifices. So Daniel 9.26 says, And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. He will be killed, but not for himself, not for his sins. Daniel 9.27 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the seven years, in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. So his one-time atonement ended the need for temple sacrifices. These part of the verses speak about the Jews, whose abomination of delivering their promised Messiah up to be killed resulted in Jerusalem, the temple, and the Jewish nation being desolated. Daniel 9.26 says, And the people of the prince, it's pointing to the people, the Jews, 
that shall come shall destroy the city and sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. So it's saying that the people, the Jews, shall cause the destruction of the city and the temple. And they did that because it's their punishment for delivering Messiah up to be killed. It's saying, and therefore shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolation. So the war of 66 to 70 AD, there's your war and your desolations are determined that the temple, the city, and the Jewish nation would be desolated. And it says that the end would be a flood. Well, in 70 AD, at the end of the war, the Roman army flooded into Jerusalem to kill hundreds of thousands of Jews by the sword. Daniel 9.27 says, And for the overspreading of abominations, so for the Jews' abominations, he, Messiah, shall make it desolate. So it's pointing to because of their overspreading of abominations, by continuing in rebellion against the Father, by rejecting his Son and delivering him up to be killed, that Messiah would cause them to be desolated. The pinnacle of the Jews' abominations was how they treated Messiah. From the beginning of his ministry, they sought to kill him. They gave false witness against him. They spit on him, struck him, beat him, mocked him, and delivered an innocent man up to be killed to try to protect their positions of power over the Jewish nation. So Daniel 9 says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people, so upon the Jews, and upon thy holy city Jerusalem, to finish the transgression. So in the middle of the 70th week, it's pointing to the Jews' evil persecution of Messiah and his disciples. This matches the words of Daniel 12.10. The wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. So they delivered Messiah up to be killed, and they also continued to offer animal sacrifices in the temple, even after Messiah's one-time atonement took place. And they offered sacrifices for Rome in the temple, which is an abomination. History records their punishment, which was fulfilled in 70 AD when the pagan Roman army was sent to desolate the Jewish nation. When we see Messiah proclaim that the temple will be destroyed, with not one stone left upon another, we understand that he's talking about the Jewish temple, which was rebuilt during the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy, the temple that he had just come out of after condemning the Jewish leaders. He is not talking about an end times rebuilt temple. Malachi delineated between the wicked Jews who incited Yah the Heavenly Father to curse the nation and caused him to destroy it, and the repentant Jews who welcomed Messiah on which the true nation of Israel is built. Malachi 3.9 says, Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Malachi 4 contains an account of the destruction of the wicked Jews and the happiness of the righteous by the coming of Messiah an exhortation to regard the law of Moses, and a description of John the Baptist and his work. The day of Messiah's coming, reaching to Jerusalem's destruction, is compared to a burning oven, the wicked Jews to stubble, whose ruin would be utter and complete. Says, For, behold, the day comes that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. 
Then Malachi foretold John the Baptist in the great and dreadful day, says, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. It was great because Messiah came to confirm the everlasting covenant with his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. It was dreadful because the Jews delivered Messiah up to be killed, and their punishment was a time of great tribulation from 66 to 70 AD, when 1.1 million Jews died in and around Jerusalem from famine, pestilence, infighting, suicide, crucifixion, and by the Roman sword. Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Malachi all condemned the wicked Jews and proclaimed that Yah the Heavenly Father's promises would be fulfilled in the righteous Jews. This matches Daniel 12, which foretold that the wise will understand the timing of Messiah's appearance and accept him, while the wicked ones will deliver him up to be killed. Daniel 12.10 says, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. We can see many prophecies pointing to the events that took place during the 70th week of Daniel, which determined the fate of the Jewish nation and all believers. Messiah started his ministry at the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel, when he was baptized by John the Baptist, and when he read from the book of Isaiah, proclaiming that this day it has been fulfilled. He incited the Jewish leaders when he proclaimed that the Father was looking after believing Gentiles. The Jews sought to kill him from the very start, and this continued throughout his ministry. By the witness of the Gospel of John, we can see the Messiah's ministry lasted three years, as we see the narrative of him going to Jerusalem for the feast days. The last time that he came to Jerusalem for Passover was when he gave his Olivet Discourse. We see Messiah mourning over Jerusalem as he came into the city. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou had known... Even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But now they are hidden from thine eyes. For the day shall come upon thee, that thine enemy shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side. And that's exactly what the Romans did. And shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knew not the time of my visitation. The time of my visitation is the seventieth week of Daniel. Messiah was mourning, because he knew the desolations which were determined upon the Jewish nation. He foretold that because they didn't understand the timing of his visitation in the seventieth week of Daniel, that their enemy, the Romans, would surround Jerusalem and desolate it and the temple with not one stone left on another. Messiah is proclaiming this against the Jewish leaders of his day. The people of Messiah the Prince, the Jews, rejected their Redeemer. John 1.11 says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Messiah's visitation was foretold to happen in the 70th week of Daniel, which the Jews should have been able to trace to start in 27 AD. Because they knew it not, and delivered him up to be killed, they were condemned to be desolated, just as Daniel 9.26-27 foretold. Messiah made a legal case against the Jewish leaders and proclaimed that judgment was determined upon them. In Matthew 23, Messiah condemned the Jewish leaders and told them that all the righteous blood that they shed would come upon them. 
He said, Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves, that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up, then, the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets, and wise men, and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them ye shall scourge in your synagogues, and persecute them from city to city that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel, until the blood of Zacharias, son of Barachias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. The Father sent the Jews warning after warning, prophet after prophet, oppressor after oppressor, but they remained stiff-necked and hard-hearted, and they killed the prophets who were sent to them. Joel was clubbed to death, Amos had a nail driven through his temple. Micah was murdered. Habakkuk was stoned to death by Jews in Jerusalem. The chief of the Jews murdered Ezekiel in Chaldea. King Joash murdered Zechariah near the temple and sprinkled his blood on the altar. Isaiah was murdered with a wooden saw by King Manasseh. Jeremiah was tortured and stoned to death by the Jews. The Jewish leaders would finish the transgression against the Heavenly Father when they persecuted his son and the disciples. The Messiah pronounced the sentence of desolation upon Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that kills the prophets, and stones them which are sent unto thee. How often I would have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, for I say unto you, Ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. After Messiah and his disciples left the temple, they pointed back to the beautiful structure. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Messiah replied with the coming judgment. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. This corresponds to Daniel 9, 26-27, which proclaims that the temple and city will be desolated because of the Jews' abomination. This is the proper context of Messiah's Olivet Discourse, the righteous judgment of the Jewish nation for sinning against the Father, for delivering his son up to be killed, and for persecuting his disciples. Today's pastors seem to shy away from proclaiming the judgment against the Jews and the end of the Jewish nation, but that is the context. The main point I want you to understand is that Messiah gave his Olivet Discourse in the middle of the 70th week of Daniel 9. He was proclaiming the same message as was foretold in Daniel 9, 26-27, that the city and temple would be desolated because of the abomination of the Jewish leaders. Does the connection between the 70th week of Daniel 9 and the Olivet Discourse make more sense now? I'll explain more about the context of the Olivet Discourse in my next video. Thank you for listening to this Olivet Discourse Decoded audio. You can save and print Olivet Discourse Decoded PDF summaries. You can request a free copy of the Olivet Discourse Decoded book or order a printed copy at www.theolivetdiscourse.com. Please share this podcast audio with others so that they can see the glory of Messiah in the fulfillment. I love y'all. Shalom.